So again, thank you and thank you to all of our guest musicians and our staff musicians. Today and, uh, and actually next Sunday are, are very special days in our modern Unitarian Universalist tradition. These Sundays immediately preceding and following Valentine's Day and really the whole month leading up to them have kind of been reclaimed, or at least we've tried to reclaim them, not as a tribute to romantic love as much as a celebration of universal love. The distinction of love as our binding covenant versus its opposite, fear, is what defines us above all else theologically, spiritually, religiously. Love, we know, expands our hearts and minds to see past the superficial differences between us, class and race and culture, and embrace the whole of the living family as part of us. Fear divides us from one another, making larger the differences we can see and building walls of oppression between groups who would otherwise be free. Fear is what causes us to be quick to anger, to violence, to intolerance. Love is what heals our wounds and our world. Now, as some of us might remember, in the late summer of 2008, a very ill, heavily armed man walked through the doors of our Unitarian Universalist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. When he opened fire on the congregation, our people sacrificed their own safety to stop his violent outburst and protect the dozens of children who were performing songs from the musical Annie during this special summer intergenerational service. Tackling and essentially hugging the shooter into submission, the violence was over quickly, but not before taking two lives and injuring eight more. Longtime Knoxville Church usher Greg McKendry and visiting UU Linda Crager became the most recent in a long list of our martyrs who sacrificed themselves for our faith of love. Responding to the shooter's assertion that one of the reasons he targeted our church was our connection to marriage equality and to the rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people, and inspired by the heroic sacrifice of our people in the midst of unthinkable violence, the Unitarian Universalist Association launched the Standing on the Side of Love campaign. In the nine years since, the yellow shirts and banners and stoles have become a common and recognizable presence at events for justice all over the country. Now, at this last General Assembly in 2017 in my favorite city of New Orleans, as a result of a responsive resolution brought by a number of Unitarian Universalists who were concerned with the name of the campaign, it was changed simply to Side With Love. Now, this was done in part to eliminate the ableist language of standing and be as inclusive or as 
universalist as possible. The Reverend Helen McFadden, who is the administrator of the Unitarian Universalist Association's Office of Accessibility and Inclusion Ministry, had this to say about the change. Quote, To me, the process of changing the standing on the side of love name to side with love is a perfect example of our Unitarian Universalist theology a non-static living tradition which encourages questioning and examining truths, sees change as inevitable, and values the wisdom of lived experience. Changing the message will require both strength and vulnerability. The vulnerability to examine past choices and their impact, and the strength to act on the surfacing reality And finally, a commitment to engage in the process. This transition hearkens to the emergent nature of our tradition, she continues. For a time, we lacked awareness and and consultation and the input of people with disabilities. As leaders and members of our denomination became increasingly aware of the message's negative impact, we also saw willingness to do something to change instead of challenge or deny, and an agreement to engage in conversations about it, end quote. So in uh, respect to this new language and our new collective awareness, I'll be referring to this campaign simply by its new name of Side with Love. So one of the first times I walked proudly with the Side of Love banner, somewhere you all may have been to, the marches in Madison in the winter of 2011, protesting Governor Walker's union-busting process. It was incredible that no Who was here? Who was at Madison at some point during that month and a half? We were all protesting Walker and his union stance. It's fantastic. It was incredible that no matter where I stood around that state capitol, no matter how many tens of thousands of people stood with me, I could always find our UU delegation by looking for the yellow shirts and heart banner. The summer of 2012, I swept through my yellow t-shirt at GA when 2,500 Unitarian Universalists joined several thousand more to protest the inhumane conditions at Maricopa County, Arizona's Tent City Detention Center. There were at least 4,000 of us, and all of the UUs wearing bright yellow, side with love, shirts and hats and stoles. We were there, of course, to protest the detention center, and the affront to human dignity that is our country's immigration policy. Now, I remember vividly those protests, but also what happened the final night of GA, which was two days after the tent city protest and one day before the Supreme Court would strike down much of Arizona's SB 1070 law, which authorized broad-scale sweeps of 
undocumented people. After the closing ceremonies, everyone went out to dinner, and I, I do mean everyone. Nearly 3,000 Unitarian Universalists took to the streets, complete with their Birkenstocks and floppy socks and <clears throat> banners and pins and buttons and stoles and standing on the side of love, T-shirts. We flooded all the available restaurants within walking distance, and I really sought in vain for a table or a group I could join. The first several st spots I stopped in, but I eventually found a restaurant with a large outdoor patio, and thankfully one of the tables was filled with our UU high schoolers, some of whom I'd met the night before at the bridging ceremony, some I'd known from my youth work in this district. Thankfully, they invited me to sit with them, invited me into that chaos that is a group of 20 or so teenagers out at a restaurant with really no adult supervision. As we talked and dined, I became increasingly aware of the pressure our large group was putting on the wait staff, each of us ordering at different times, changing orders on the fly, requesting separate checks, all of us using credit cards. I felt really bad for our patient waiter. I knew that though he might be getting decent tips from some of the other patrons in the restaurant, this was a pretty hard assignment with little potential for benefit. So I was a little extra nice to him and comforted myself with the knowledge that I would at least tip very well. But my, my concerns were unfounded because as he handed out the final round of receipts for signatures, he asked for our attention and he, he addressed the group. He said, thank you. Thank you for being here. Some of my family is undocumented. And please know how much we appreciate what you're doing. It was an honor to serve you, and God bless you all. It was an honor to serve you. Any concerns I had, any concerns I had about whether or not we were helping evaporated in that moment. Someone who would have had every right to be at least annoyed with us, knew who we were, why we were there, and what we were trying to do, simply from our yellow t-shirts. This was a group of teenagers. This was not a bunch of ministers in robes and stoles and collars. This was a group of rowdy teenagers it was an honor to serve you. Have you ever had a, a waiter tell you it was an honor to serve you, ever? I, I never have before or since, but in that one moment, we weren't just a bunch of rowdy teens clogging up a restaurant. We were there, those who had showed up to witness for justice. All of us, or nearly all, weren't wearing those bright yellow side with love t-shirts. Now, the oft-quoted sentiment and arguably misquoted sentiment of Unitarian Minister Theodore Parker maintains that the arc of the moral universe is long, but indeed it bends towards justice. Dr. King reminds us that justice is love made public and that the truest calling of our creator is to make love manifest in the world. And we are reminded that history has always eventually sided with love. 
150 years ago, our spiritual ancestors were preaching the equality of the races and demanding an end to the largest enslaved population in human history. 100 years ago, those whom we claim as our own vehemently debated the equality of the genders and the right of all adult Americans to participate in the governmental decisions that affected them by voting. 50 years ago, Unitarian Universalists joined Dr. King in the movement to end segregation and bring voting rights to black Americans, who had so long been denied access to the democratic process. 40 years ago, our congregations entered the struggle for equal rights for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered persons and began performing same-sex weddings, ordaining openly gay clergy, and advocating for protection from violence and hate-based crimes. In the last decades, we have taken up the human rights struggle of the treatment of migratory workers on whose backs our economy runs. Even more recently, we have taken a stance against police violence. And yes, we have a proud and long history of being at the forefront of love, ever expanding our understanding of the beloved community until we consider all people part of our spiritual family. And we have an opportunity, all days this opportunity exists, but in particular now, to try and affect the course of love and justice in our world. So I would like us to pause for a moment and think about someone or something in our lives has taught us to focus on love rather than on fear. This could be a parent or grandparent, a friend or a teacher, someone, a public figure, past or present, someone who is with us still, or maybe someone long departed. Who has inspired you? Well, Alex plays a little bit of music for us. I would like us to meditate on the person and the lesson and then write a brief Valentine's message on the, the heart you received at the beginning of service. You may sign these or leave them blank. We're actually going to ask people to, uh, to leave them as you depart in the basket by the end of the service, uh, by the back of the sanctuary at the end of the service so that we can photograph them and document them for our, our website. you all. If you're still, still working, you may continue, continue to do so. Now, I admit to always being a bit envious of that, that past generation of UUs who answered King's call to Selma and lived up to our commitment of love over fear. There are some of us still with us from that time. We owe them a debt for putting our faith to the test and responding to the injustices of our land with peaceful yet effective demonstrations of love. And if history has proven anything, it is that those who side with love side all, always with truth. The abolitionists in our past were right. Their words and deeds vindicated in the coming decades and centuries. The people who saw no difference between the rights of women and men have been proven correct. 
Those of us who stood for equality among the races are remembered by history as heroes of the human spirit. And we who continue the struggle for equal rights for LGBT members of our community, migrant workers, and for the victims of police violence, we will also eventually be recognized as siding with love and with truth. Each and every day we are faced with decisions, choices where we can select the option of love or the option of fear. When we get angry at another for her political leanings, we are choosing fear. But when we accept one another and enter into willing dialogue despite our differences, we are choosing love. When we sit idly by and trust the political process to ensure the rights of those disadvantaged, we are choosing complacency and ultimately fear. But when we take an active role in directing the actions of our government, physically wrenching that arc of the moral universe ever towards justice, we are engaging in love. When our history is written, it is my hope and prayer that we will be remembered as those ahead of their time, who through the simple lessons of the past continued the struggle for love far into the future. So I, for one, am proud to side with love. Won't you join me? May it be so. Blessed be. And amen.